This is Undivorce Wittable, the podcast made to divorce-proof marriages. I'm Giovanna. And I'm Rance. And, and we, we are, are the, the Robinsons. Robinsons. We've been rocking together for 18 years, married for 15 years. People tell us all the time that we inspire them. We are relationship goals. And it's not because we're famous or we're fronting for social media, but because they can tell that what we have is genuine. There have been ups, crazy downs, and moments where it would have been easy to just walk away. This is a no BS podcast. We're keeping it a buck. And we're telling you all the truth you can handle about what it takes to stay together in today's world. We, we are, are Undivorced Wittable. Welcome back. It's been a long time. Undivorced Whittable is in the spot. We just had a live tragedy while we were setting up. My wife's favorite mug died. It was killed. It didn't just die on its own. It was killed. It was, yeah, I guess so. Don't be that way. <sighs> so how's everybody doing? How you doing, baby? Beside the mug. I was fine to my mug fell. Yeah, you ain't been the same. Your energy is dead. Yes. It was a gift. I know it was a gift. It was a gift. They got cursed. That thing is like, you know, just things. It's just things we will come back to. Things that have a meaning. That's true. And you know what, man? Speaking of things lost, today's episode is about surviving 2020. So we actually, we actually made it. Yes. We have survived 2020. And now we are in 2021. And um, for us, so many things like have changed in our lives, stuff that we've, you know, done. I mean, like, even from our last podcast episode, which was what? July. July? Mm-hmm. Oof, it's been a long time. Like, I got people in my head asking, when are we dropping another podcast? They've been, they've been on my head, y'all. On well, my now head they can get off of it. About this uh, Maybe podcast. Maybe I can get a new mug. Gotta get, we got to get her a new mug, y'all. So, I'm starting to go fund me for it so we can bury it. No, we have insurance, we're not those types of people. This is for my mug on that gangster drink. That gangster drink, my god, my god, remember that? Babe? I do remember that. What a song, okay? <laughs> anyway. So, as you can see, we are doing things differently. Not only are you just hearing us, but you are now seeing us. Boom, yeah, we're trying to get the YouTube going. In the flesh. And then also, we are going to start with this episode on Fridays, trying to engage on Clubhouse. Yes, yes. So, we're going to be engaging on Clubhouse. So, if you are on Clubhouse, then, um, hey, we can chat, right? Yeah, so we'll be talking about like what we talked about in this episode um, in general, mm-hmm. right? So the episode you listen to the week of is probably the on topic Thursday. we're going to talk about um, on that Friday. So we're trying to engage it, make it pop. There's so much stuff going on, so much change because of 2020. Yes, so much. So um, what's happened? Um, shoot, lots of things happened. Uh, I bossed up. That's the biggest thing. I bossed up, left a, a, um, a long career, 19 years, mm-hmm. um, at a 
position that I would say has was, was becoming toxic, extremely toxic, and not becoming killing killing the. I mean, time. You know, twelve hour shifts, sometimes sixteen hour shifts. You know, it, it was crazy, man. Like. It got to a point where I couldn't take it no more. I'm like, look, I can't live like this. Like, for people who can live like that, you can work 12, 16-hour days and, and that type of thing, doing something that you don't want to do, enjoy that. Yeah, it's right. not for me. Right. Um, so, basically, we started our podcast at the top of 2020. We did. Um, and... You know, I just want to say this, going back to those people who can work those hour shifts, those, you know, 12-hour shifts and different things, I want to say thank you to our um, essential the, workers. The nurses, especially. You know, all the nurses doctors. who do work those 12-hour shifts mm -hmm. and 16-hour shifts and 24-hour shifts. You know, we want to say thank you. Um, of course, we have had an appreciation um, for nurses and doctors and different things if yeah. you've listened to last season's the last episode i think it was a three-part series of um last season's podcast then you would know why we feel that way if you mm -hmm. have it i'm not going to tell you anything about it right now so just you know after you listen to this full episode just go back and listen to that one yes. but um of course 2020 has allowed us to appreciate a lot of people um those essential workers who are not only those in the hospitals, but also those at the grocery store, mm -hmm. our essential workers. Um, so we thank you guys. We appreciate you, all of you guys. Um, 2020 has been a whirlwind for everyone. For us, you know, we've experienced some losses in 2020 as far as like some people that we've known, you know, family members, friends that has passed from COVID. Um, and other reasons. And, uh, and other reasons. Yeah. Um, Yet, at the same time, we've had some wins in 2020. So, as Rand said, he left his career of 19 years, and you left it to do what? So, I got my real estate license, um, something I've been wanting to do, mm -hmm. uh, and also opened up a photo studio, so yes. you can probably see my equipment behind me. It's just a flex on y'all, just a little bit, and I'm just playing. <laughs> So, yeah, even during the pandemic, so at the start, because you had planned on doing that before the pandemic. Yes. Anger um, and rage caused me to feel like there was time yes. for a change. And then the pandemic hit, but it was like, no, nah, you still won't do this. Mm -hmm. um, so he went, full, he went forth with it during the pandemic. He was still working those 12-hour shifts while everyone was stuck at home, wondering if they have a job, jobs closed down for a couple weeks, whatever, whatever. He was still working. And then I'm seeing people on Twitter talking about how they get collecting these six, seven thousand dollar checks off the government for sitting at the crib. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man. <laughs> Let me sit at the crib. I'm not those, I'm not those people. <laughs> some of y'all some of y'all was getting broke off during the pandemic. Yes, yes. So you one thing I have to say is I am very, very, very proud of you because you you did it. You hit it hard. Mm -hmm. You went strong for, it was like, what, three months? Yep. Three months strong, studying, taking the exams, um, and doing everything to prepare. You did one day, one Saturday, you like locked yourself in the room and did like a, a live session, a live cram session, session, cram yeah. session um, to prepare. Yep. And 
He did all that and passed the exam, the real estate exam, the first time, okay? Not the second, not the third, but he passed it on the first time. I'm so, 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 so proud of you. You know, it matters, too. One thing about it, you got to have a spouse that supports what you're trying to do. Um, you know, I probably would have done it anyway because of where I was, the environment. It just sucked, man. It and you got to do it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. you got to do it for yourself. But mm -hmm. when you have uh, your spouse behind you, like uh, I was lucky enough to, and thank you for being supportive for that because it really helped me make these moves. And, like, life is so different. Yeah. The way I describe my life now Every day is a Saturday. It's great. <laughs> it's great. Every day is a Saturday. Like I didn't have Saturdays off. I was waking up. Yeah. Sometimes two a.m., four a.m. to get to work. Um, sometimes I get off my normal time, but there'd be times I'm working twelves. Um, mm. So I'm, it might be a two a.m. shift to two p.m. or a six a.m. to six p.m. And don't ask me what I did for a living because none of your business. Just know I was working hard, and I wasn't on my own time. And I was barely making the man's dime. No, I was, I was getting paid good. I was getting paid good. You was getting paid good. I was getting paid good. Because you supported us. Um, but yeah, so it's funny because right before, after you, you hadn't even passed. You hadn't even taken the test yet. So, um, Rance had decided he's been a photographer since when? When did you start? Um, I would say 2012, 2013. 2012, 2013. Yeah. Um, you know, setting it down, picking up, setting it down, picking it up. And everything and so you actually he came to me one day and he was like i need to get my own studio we it had been something that was talking but he was like serious this time he's like i need to get my own studio so you had a meeting to go look at a location to get the studio and i don't know if you asked me or i just came along she just came along y'all and that's he all and that's all right no i did ask you he was like you want to come so we went to look at the space and then looking at the space um, the lady was like, oh, there's a space across the hall, you know, if you're interested, because I, her and I knew each other, and, um, we had talked about spaces before, and so we looked at that, and then I was like, oh, this is nice, but it wasn't really, it didn't really fit my needs. Then she showed us another space, mm -hmm. where in that space, we could have, we could share, and we're like, oh, man, we never thought about sharing a studio and this, that, and the other, so we were looking at that one, and it was like a four-room area that we were putting our minds together how that was going to work yep. and you know everything but then rest is like but there's another space that i want to look at so came to another space looked at that one and it was more of an open space um lots of windows yes lots of windows love the look but it was it was like okay it was too big for me a little bit too big for you wasn't too big. I just didn't want to pay all that. Yeah, he didn't want to pay all that. And so I was going to look at like a smaller space in the same building. But then we ended up just coming together and having a space together. So I wasn't really Came looking. Came together like Voltron. <laughs> I wasn't really looking to move out of the house. Prior to that, my studio was in the house. I liked it just because I felt that I was able to be available i was able to work but be home at the same time i now, thought i, I hated it because it was leather everywhere i was like leather everywhere i can't wait till you get a space here we are like i was saying anyway you i know what, before it. you go on now people can see the looks that you be giving me when we do on this podcast like now they can see it because i'm not editing that out okay go ahead see 
We lucky we on camera. We lucky. I love you. Anyway. UT poll. What was I saying? So you were. I liked it because I was at home. I was able to be present. You know, the kids can be doing their own thing. I'm at home. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to work. But now that I'm away and I have my own studio, I see that that was toxic. <laughs> it was toxic for so many reasons because I wasn't effective. I would stop to go cook dinner. I would stop to go do this. I would get pulled away. I was too accessible because the kids would just come in there. They knew where I was. They would hang out, blah, blah, blah. And I just wasn't effective. And now that I'm here, it's like, I feel like the rest of, everyone else like I go to work 10 to 4 10 to 6 whatever and then I come home when I'm home I'm able to be mom and wife and not mom wife and designer creator boss lady all at the same time trying to juggle it at the same time but I'm able to separate and it's truly nice so and your output is better like product output is yeah better because of lack of uh, distractions and exactly Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm able to basically work. But even though he keeps interrupting me here as I'm talking, but that's how I was at home. It was constant interruptions. Got you back. I mean, you can get me back. I'm just about to be transparent with people. And then another <laughs> interruption was, you know, every time you down there working, looking good, and I just wanted some. Hey, take a break. So, what? We under what's Don't act like you don't do that here in your own studio, too. Nah, I'll be busy, man. I'll <laughs> really? be busy editing these photos. But. Anyway, <laughs> so now we are here. We can shoot in our own studio. Um, and this is nice. This is really nice. Yeah. So that has been one of the biggest changes for us in 2020. Yeah, rants leveling up, leaving that 19-year toxic career it did pay it did support our family for a very long time but he was yeah. mentally drained like he's happier he's nicer he's funnier um the jokes is popping now that he um now that he's he doesn't have to deal with that job you know what i do in the mornings now guys i wake up and drink green tea something i dreamed of Amazing. You sound like such an old man. Man, I wake I up. I wake up and drink green tea. I wake up, drink green tea, sit back. How old are you? Sixty. Like it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. It's a lot of it's a lot of sixty year old guys who are still virile, like bulls. I will say this. <laughs> I will say this: that you going to look at the studio and everything, even though okay. So I had entertained moving out of the home and getting my own studio, but I always found an excuse. And then it was just kind of like, oh, why well, pay the money to do that? And I could save that money and just stay home. But sometimes it takes a person making a move for you to realize that you can make that move. It took rant saying, oh, I'm going to go look for a studio and find, you know, I need a studio for me to be like, look, because had he not done that, I, I would still be at home. Mm -hmm. I would still be at home going crazy. Yeah. But, you know, and that's one thing about, like, 2020 that we've learned, too. Um, restrictive space, right? So you were really in a restrictive space. Mm -hmm. The room yes. that you were working in wasn't that big. Um, people have gotten divorced at higher rates 
in 20, you know, in 2020, it's 2021 mm -hmm. now, but restrictive space. Um, and so depending on how you deal with that space, so what you did was you maximized that space. Mm -hmm. Like, so you were really good at maximizing the space that you had to do what you needed to do. But when you get into a bigger space, it's great to see how you can stretch your wings, you know, right. spread out. And now you see what you can do bigger. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times um, we constrain ourselves a lot as people, yeah. you know, because we're used to a certain space and the idea of going into something different can be uncomfortable. You know, it's like it's uncomfortable to think about now you have overhead. So I was a mobile uh, photographer for a long time. And mm -hmm. then uh, our sister who shout out to her would allow me to use her dance studio space to shoot. Um, and so while that was cool and all, and it was, but, you know, getting up, breaking up equipment, breaking down equipment, setting up equipment, it got tiring, it got irritating, and it got to the point where I didn't want to shoot. So even when people wanted to shoot, I didn't because I knew, you know, I got to come in an hour earlier to set up everything. Yeah. And then I'm pretty much staying after the shoot 30 to, to 40 down. minutes to break down or leaving the stuff and then coming back later to come and get it. And so... It gets to a point where like what we learned in 2020 with a lot of people is they just need a bigger space mm -hmm. it's not that what you had was broken but you let the constrained space break what you had yeah and so that's that's something that I, I really a metaphor that I that is taught me here is like we maximize what we could do mm -hmm. with what we were working with but we're able to stretch yeah and then we're able to get outside of our comfort zones. And when you do that, mm -hmm. good things happen. And I'm a, I'm a, you know what? There's something else that I learned recently and that I've just kind of like really realized. I've been listening to a lot of, um, there's some people that I follow in the business world. I've been listening to their lives and taking courses and different things like that. And so I was just realizing that a lot of times, especially small business owners, and let me just be real, especially black small business owners, we tend to restrict our, ourselves. Mm -hmm. We don't allow ourselves to grow. We hold on to what we have and we don't really put ourselves in position to grow. Yeah. Um, sadly, most small business owners that are black owned, black owned, I think 80% of us are only one or two operating you know, we just operate with one or two people. It's like the main person and maybe an employee or whatever. We don't tend to hire people and we need to change that because we need to hire more people, more of ourselves because we're struggling in that area. But I say all that to say that um, when you push yourself to grow, then it's like the universe answers you and whatever you think that you're lacking or you think you don't have you get it back that was my problem i didn't see like oh financially can i afford this do i want to put myself in the position to have to afford a rent every month but then when i put myself in position to do it then it's like the money comes yep. so and once you i'm sorry go ahead, go ahead. nope I, I didn't mean that you did but you, you was flowing i'm sorry <laughs> Finish what you said. No, because I lost it now. Go ahead. No, what I wanted to add, interject into there is sometimes you have to do the math and break down the cost. Mm -hmm. You know, it's one thing to say, man, 
I don't want to pay X amount of dollars for this. Mm -hmm. But then when you break it down compared to what you're serving, serving or selling, you say, for me, I said a studio makes perfect sense because I can cover rent in one and a half to two shoots. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times it's one shoot can pay for three to four months worth of rent. Mm -hmm. Why aren't I, why aren't I doing this? Right. Right. And then for me, it's like putting myself in position to be at a place where this is my nine to five. So I come here, I work, but I'm away from home. I'm more effective being mom and wife at home now because that's where my mind is because I don't, I'm no longer sharing that space with work. When I'm at work, sometimes the kids are here with me, but you know, because of the pandemic and stuff, but mostly like I'm here by myself. And so I'm more effective. I'm able to produce more and producing more. I'm able to sell more and selling more. I'm making more. So it just puts you in that position where when you level up, it makes you have to grind a little bit more and a little harder so that you continue to grow. And I can't wait for these kids to go back to school full time. But anyway. Right, right. One thing so, we didn't get to take advantage of that a lot of like childless married couples or single people who live together mm -hmm. is the COVID sex. We just we didn't get as much in like people who ain't got them responsibilities. We got ours in, but there's some of y'all out there that was just net, Netflix and chilling to degrees that <laughs> we could only imagine nine months later. That's all I was wow. saying. Okay, so anyway, we talked about how you leveled up. It's kind of how we leveled up together. Mm -hmm. But um, one thing that 2020 has also taught was the art of the pivot. And in the art of the pivot, I learned to, um, to pivot, pivot my business. So to say, just to, to give a little background with my business for our new our new listeners and um, people who just may not know i am a bag designer so i hand make and design leather travel bags for men and women mm -hmm. they're all made by me so if you go to my website tonybecker.com shameless see, plug yes shameless plug you will see all the bags and everything that i actually make by hand and of course my thing is travel bags. So when everything got shut down, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Because I, that's like, that's my nine to five. But not only that, another thing that I do is I do a, um, a program. I work with a nonprofit program and I mentor girls in the schools. So of course with schools being shut down, I couldn't even do that. So I lost the paycheck that way. And then it's like, um, who's traveling? Everything's shut down. Who's going to be buying travel bags if you can't travel? I saw a couple of people walking around their neighborhoods with duffel bags. <laughs> so, Reminiscing on the good old days. So I was sitting here thinking like, but I have some loyal, I have some loyal customers and clients who, you know, were buying. I was still working. I said. So what did you do? At pivot? the beginning, I said what I was going to do was I was just going to get mad creative. I was still going to create. I was going to take this time because I wasn't creating for events and for markets. I was just going to create and keep doing it. But I realized that, you know, everybody's wearing masks. Everybody has to wear masks. Yep. And I have a gift and talent because I know how to sew. I have a degree in fashion design. I know how to make a freaking mask. So it was like, okay, I'm going to make masks. I hesitated at the beginning because I would, people that I would see online or whatever who started making masks, they were talking about how overwhelmed they were, how they don't have time to do anything. I had a cousin 
um, in another city who was making masks. She's a single mom. She's like, I didn't have time to feed my kids. I'm like, okay, I'm not trying to enter this world. But I felt guilty because I'm like, you know, you got your essential workers who are out here working hard. You got people who are using their time and their resources and their skills to help others. So this is what I have and this is what I'm going to do. I did it and oh my God, it was, it was amazing. For me, it was amazing because it showed me how to pivot my business how to look at the signs of the times and figure out how to make it work. Not only did I start making masks, but then I started doing clutch sets. So, cause I wanted to get back to the mat, to my bags. So I was making bags that match leather bags or masks that match leather bags with like an African front on the, um, and leather on the back. I started doing those right. and people were eating those up. And so, so much so that, I got featured in the Columbus Dispatch. Which is our local major newspaper. Yes, I was featured in that magazine. And in that, just that day alone, I made over $1,000 in one day. My phone was just like blowing up like crazy. And I was like, and at first I didn't even realize that they were putting it in that morning. So actually, uh, me and a good friend of mine, we have a prayer call that we do every Monday morning. And I'm sitting here. And I, my phone is blowing up. I'm like, what is going on? I'm trying to pray to the Lord, people, okay? And then my phone keeps blowing up. And then when I finally got the call, I realized what was going on. And so it just showed me that you can level up. You can pivot. Um, that phone was it was moving like you was flipping them birds, man. It reminded me of the old days back <laughs> in the day when it was. Just yeah, and I mean, but my phone was up. going crazy prior to that because I was making masks. But it was really wild that day. Yeah, but that day it was just like going crazy. And so it showed me how important marketing is. It showed me how important it is to um, be featured, have features, you know, all that different stuff. And it's all the stuff that like business gurus, they teach. Mm -hmm. But it's it's... It's it's way out in the stratosphere until it happens to you. Exactly. And you experience it. And it's like, oh man, we got to keep ramping up. Got to keep this going. Exactly. Yep. So in 2020, I've made more money than I've ever made as a small business owner. Mm -hmm. And I've made more money than I've ever made working a nine to five. Yep. Man. And Lucky so, for us, there was just nothing for us to do. So we just ordered on Amazon. <laughs> like, what are we going to spend this money on? I right. know, we're going to save it up. But <laughs> let me get these, this new pack of socks. Right? Not a new pack of socks. I mean, it was nothing going on. But you know what? He was fussing because Amazon was at our door like every day. Every day. Sometimes mm. two and three times a day, Amazon was at our door. FedEx, but, same FedEx guy. Hey, Jim, how you doing today? But I had to let him know because I was running a, a business from in the home, you know, where my package is going to come to. When I got to order new boxes, tissue paper, whatever, supplies, hardware, it has to come to the house. You know, we keeping it all the way trill. I was too tired to be mad because all the hours I was pulling. <laughs> <laughs> I was asleep just, just dreaming about Amazon boxes. So how do we accomplish all of the good in you know, I, you know, we we've favored. You know, what I'm saying, you know, God is good, right? God is good, right? But I think that mindset plays a part in it. Mm -hmm. But also, and we have to, we can't discount the fact that 
There were some people out there dealing with some real stuff. There were mm -hmm. some people who were really trying to figure out where their next meals were coming from. Right. They were really trying to figure out, you know, this whole rent thing because while you could, they were furloughing the rent or, or whatever you want to call it, deferring it, come 2021, you still got to pay it. Mm -hmm. So I think we were blessed in a position where there was still income coming in. Yeah. Really, the pandemic shutting everything down caused us to need to do something that we as a family needed to do, which was chill. Before the pandemic, we're going all the time, always mm -hmm. moving, always going. We had to sit back and chill. Yeah. Um, and so I think those are some things that we, we learned and we were able to flourish in that because we couldn't do what we normally do, even though we had disposable income to spend and stuff like that. So our situation was different from a lot of people. Yeah. It's very important for us to, to make sure that we acknowledge that there are some people who are they were poor before the pandemic mm -hmm. and then the pandemic comes and it's even worse. Yeah. Right. Definitely. So we're just blessed all the way around, but we're also grinders and we're entrepreneurs and that makes a difference as well. It does. It does. And it makes a difference. It, and it helps too, because we both have vision and dreams and we discussed what we wanted. We discussed our goals. We discussed um, amongst each other what our aspirations were. And so we worked together to make it happen. Um, when even though he would work a 12 hour shift and everything, there were days when I was saying, did you study today? You know, how are you coming with your, with your course and everything just to make sure that he was not getting frustrated on the job and not being too tired to, to do that. Because I, I know what it's like where it's like, you're tired. You, you just want to go to sleep and different things like that. But he had to keep pushing. He had to keep grinding. And it was just like, it was just us coming together as a married couple to push one another, to support one another. Well, a lot of those things um, definitely made a difference. I mean, it just, you know, spending that extra time doing all that, it was great. Um, mm -hmm. it, it helped. It changed the trajectory. Uh, the way we were coping and dealing with the pandemic is really, it was difficult on the kids too. Well, not the yes. kids, uh, but more so our middle daughter. Um, then our son, he's just like, oh, man, this is great. We all together. Uh, we are living right. our life. I'm four years old. This is what it's supposed to be about. Um, you know, like, dude on his birthday got showered with so many gifts to the point where people were bringing gifts after his birthday. So young cuz thought that his birthday was like a week long. Like he's going to the door every time Amazon oh comes every day thinking he has a new birthday gift. So that's that's probably where I got irritated. It's because little man is thinking every time the door rings, he's running to the door thinking he's got something new in the mail for his birthday. Oh my god! And then when he sees it's an Amazon package, he says package delivery. Obviously, this is for me. And he's ready to open this up. And I'm still dealing with this today. Oh, so goodness, he does. He brought package that into 2021. Matter of fact, he simulates this idea of package delivery, and he comes bringing us gifts. Or boxes, like there should be something. Imaginary ones. <laughs> Christmas just passed. He opened up a lot of boxes. Lots and lots of boxes. Oh, gosh. And bags. He's still yeah. talking about Christmas. I need more gifts. So, yeah. One thing 2020 <laughs> opened his eyes about was gifts, birthdays, Christmas. He knows what it's about. Oh, gosh. Yes, he does. Yeah. But. Yeah, you were saying how, you know, it helped us as a family. 
you went on the tangent about the sorry about that guys but you're talking about the 14 year old um no it was it was it was tough on her to be away from her friends to be away from all of her her normal activities um and i think that a lot of kids including my daughter learned that this whole dream of being homeschooled sucks Mm. A lot of kids was, you know, when they didn't want to get up for school at the butt crack of dawn, and didn't want to stand out of the bus stop at at night, basically, because it's still dark when these kids at the bus stop, right. and they talk about, I wish I could be homeschooled. Twenty twenty kids will never say that again. <laughs> they hate this. No, yeah. no. Well, I'm I'm sure there are some kids who don't hate it. Probably the ones getting bullied. All I know is in Columbus, Ohio, where we live at. There's thousands of kids not going to school online. That is true. So that is very true. So imagine that. You know, we got a, our city is wild, man. Our city. The reason why our city is not, you know, we got over a million people. I think we're 1.5 million or something like that. But people don't realize how big and major Columbus is because we don't have an NBA team or an NFL team, which would change the trajectory. Yeah. We got a bunch of knuckleheads out here not going to school. They're not. Not getting on. They're not. And then our murder rate was crazy in 2020. Yes, it was. Right? Yes, so, it was. Because these kids are not going to school. They always talk about Chicago. They need to talk about Columbus, Ohio. So yeah. we got a big city. We live in a major, major metro with a lot of people. And it doesn't get the credit that it deserves. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But. And so kids not going to school. A lot of them are learning, but uh, are learning that they don't want to be homeschooled. But now we got a bunch of young, dumb kids around. school opens back up. I mean, it was dumb. Some of them was dumb anyway. And then they, they like, behind a year and a half. Yes. Yes. So imagine the advantage I'm going to take on some of y'all's kids when they grown and working. Uh-uh, uh, no, I think you're supposed to give me 20 back. Uh-uh. No, sir, I think I'm, the cash register <laughs> says I'm only supposed to give you 10 back. But I gave you a 50. Gonna jack them up. <laughs> so anyway, 2020 has been a crazy year. Um, it's been a year of a lot of change. Yes. We thank God have made it, and now we are here to 2021. So we are happy. This is our third season with you and with Underboards Whittable. Mm -hmm. Episode we one have in some the book. fire content to bring you guys, um, and we're just we want you to just join us for the ride. Yeah, so uh, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, once again, I think we're going to talk about uh, this on Clubhouse on Friday. So tomorrow, um, join us. I got to learn how to do the room and, and all that. I think creating a room is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, it'll definitely be called um, the Undivorced Whittable Room. And uh, so if you're on Clubhouse, check us out there. Yes. We're going to be talking about marriage, love, all that good stuff. Um, as a follow-up to how we survived 2020. So mm -hmm. we definitely want to hear your stories. We want to know more about um, what y'all was doing. Yeah. And what you want to hear from us. What yeah. has the pandemic brought out in your marriage or your yeah. relationship that you, you know, you want to hear? Maybe you want to hear um, if we've experienced some things or been through there, what we just have to say about it. Yeah. So A lot of people were trapped together mm -hmm. and learned a lot about each other yes. positive but seems more negative than positive yes. and you know the other thing the pandemic showed me on facebook 
with a lot of the single people that I'm friends with, who I don't even know how we became friends. Um, it's a lot of y'all don't know jack about being in a relationship. And it's so sad how much pressure you put on yourselves to find somebody. Um, and I'm just glad I'm not you guys. <laughs> but we're going to try to help y'all out. We're going to try to help y'all out. <laughs> yeah. I thought she was going to say something empathetic, but he's not. We're going to try to help you guys out, though. I don't want you alone, but some uh, thought processes have to change. They do. Yeah. They do. So yes. um, we'll keep it cool, keep it reverent. We'll keep referencing our good God, who's always great to us. And I uh, can't wait till next week. Yes, tune in next Thursday. But join us on Clubhouse tomorrow. And you can also uh, like our Facebook page as well. And like our YouTube and share us. Share us, share us, share us, okay? Yeah, don't be don't be hogging us up. Like share us with somebody. If you think that what we bring is valuable, shoot the links off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Tweet it. Uh, put it in your Instagram stories, whatever. But we definitely want to grow this thing. So thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right, Bye.